start? Okay. Yes. Oh, all right. I'd be gone. I'm ready to do things with people again. <laughs> Haven't you been doing things with people like all week? Yeah, but not on stream. <laughs> been in person. That stuff gets old. Valid. Oh. Old way. <laughs> it's overrated. No, I'm kidding. It was a lot of fun. We'll uh, talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about all that stuff later. Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a show about gaming on a budget. I am your host, Danny K. With me, as always... One of my beautiful co-hosts, Mr. Uh, Greenly. Wait, which way? That way. That way. <laughs> you go, oh, uh, uh, you're like Mr. Green. Uh, 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 Mr. Uh, Greenly. Uh, who? Who? How who? you doing? Good. How are you doing, Danny? And know you. I am. Uh, I am doing fantastic. Uh, as always, I have Reverend or Rev Sven with me. How you doing, Padre? Doing really well. Thank you for asking kisses <laughs> we got a lot to talk about about uh, dreamhack with you but we also have a special guest yeah you elliot hey. argues of elliot or intestine elliot argue and the budget arcade uh how are you doing elliot i'm doing great man how about you guys i'm doing fucking fantastic now that you're yeah, here yeah. oh God, <laughs> i love that we we've gone like what three weeks in a row now dropping an f-bomb in the first five minutes and i am here for it oh yeah no i'm uh, i'm doing it very intentional now <laughs> uh, the f-word is my, my spirit guy. word so for anyone who doesn't know uh you elliot tell the folks what you do and where people can find you so I do podcasting. It's my passion project, some would say. Uh, I do two podcasts, uh, one with my wife, Tessa. We do Tessa and Elliot Argue. Uh, every Sunday, um, we come out, we talk about weird news that we kind of found. And then I get too personal, and she yells at me, you know, um, about all kinds of things. So it's great. And then I do another one with uh, Scott and Jeff. We do Budget Arcade, where uh, each week we review a free-to-play game. And I give it my seal of approval, and Scott and Jeff just kind of are there, um, you know, <laughs> around. Yeah, which uh, this is your second time on the show. We've had Jeff on once. We were yeah. supposed to have Scott on this time around, but it didn't work out. So we decided yeah, to still have the spot. we still ha decided to have the budget arcade wrap on. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Because we have a we have a lot of interactions on Twitter with you guys, and uh, it's always just a fun time talking to you guys. Um, oh look not to be that guy but like i don't watch a lot of twitch it's just not like a thing but like the three of you guys like uh, rev i literally bought um children of morta because i watched you play it and i was oh, like God. i mean i wanted it but I, watching you play it just sealed it i don't i mean i'm not a big destiny guy but it's fun watching mr green elite you know either do really good or just get like smashed sometimes because it, it happens yeah. so yeah and then cuss the whole time yeah so i don't watch a lot of twitch but i i definitely try to catch the three of you guys um when i can so i always have enjoy it so oh giving us the warm fuzzies no. my heart my heart um so just a reminder before we get into the meat of the show here uh we are sponsoring dead chat and zero of the swa motorsports racing team in the symi racing league uh he'll be racing once again this saturday on february 29th 2020 so be sure to follow him and swa motorsports on twitter uh do we have any other housekeeping that we need to get out of the way real quick guys Otherwise, we can get we can let Elliot start uh, right into his uh, review. 
I have about four Drink cans I need to clean up out of here, but aside from that, that can wait till after. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, uh, Ellie, you've been playing a game, and uh, yeah. I'm interested to hear about it. Yeah, I uh, I picked up Sna it's called <laughs> Snack World Dungeon Crawl Gold because it's not the first version of this game, but uh, it came out on Valentine's Day. I picked it up, I think, the weekend after. Um, I saw it for $10 off that first week, so I, I snagged it up. Um, so it's a um, it's basically a dungeon crawler. Um, you kind of operate out of a hub world, uh, a lot like Dauntless. So if you're kind of familiar with that game, it kind of works the same way. You get your quests, you go to a dungeon, um, you get gear, you get uh, armor, you get more quests. Um, you have awkward cutscenes. Uh, it's it's weird because it's a game that seems aimed at kids, but there's a lot of adult humor. A lot of the evil vegetables are wearing uh, highly inappropriate attire at times. You know, things that like you'd wear in the bedroom. You know, I mean, you know. Um, so you operate out of like the tutti frutti kingdom. You you live in the muff inn. You know, so it's a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of that kind of crap. Um, you work for the king. He has a, a daughter who calls everybody daddy, whether it's her dad that she's talking to. Yeah, so it's like that kind of stuff. Um, Sold. I have yeah, the strangest direction. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, uh, yes. <laughs> I don't understand how anyone could ever put sexual innuendos and food together, but I'm sold. Oh. But they do. You've evidently never watched Seinfeld then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's there's a little bit of story to the game. It's not really much. You're not really, this isn't one of those games you're playing for the story. Again, like, I compare it a lot to Dauntless because that's the thing I've played the most that's really free, like really similar to it. Um, where you're just kind of going from like dungeon to dungeon. And it seems that the dungeons are kind of randomly generated, but also not at the same time, which is kind of weird. Um, so there's not a lot of replayability to the levels, but they are you each one's like unique. And the longer you play, the harder they definitely get the the level cap rate or the level of like um difficulty definitely raises um like after the five hour mark. i'm I'm about ten hours in, which I think, from what I've looked online, is about a third of the way through the game. It sounds like it's about a thirty hour game. Um, but again, it, it came out on the the 3ds like two or three years ago. Um, and I think it's the second or third iteration of this kind of game. It's made by, I think it's called Level 5. Yeah. They make the uh, Professor Layton games. So if you're familiar with those, that's the same. They're the same company that makes those. So um, the stuff I liked, you know, the game doesn't take itself serious. It breaks the fourth wall constantly, which is kind of like one of those fun things. Um, but the system is kind of limited. It's kind of basic. The The character creation isn't. Um, it's no like Fallout character creation tools. Um, the combat is kind of generic, um, but it does change frequently enough. Um, again, the puns are great for it. Um, so, uh, like I said, I'm about ten hours in. So, um, for being about a third of the way through the game, I I'm enjoying it. I, I keep finding myself playing it before I go to bed. You know, doing a couple of dungeons. Um, uh, but I don't think it is something I would necessarily go back to once I finish it. Mm -hmm. So. I don't feel the need to 100% this game, but I'm still uh, playing it enough to enjoy it the, that it's not like boring to me. Um, and, I, and it does offer multiplayer on, offers online, which I haven't tried yet. And I think you can even do couch co-op. So 
Um, my wife is an, is not a big gamer, but this is a game I could convince her to play because it's simple enough that she could get into it. She plays. Um, she only plays two games. She'll play The Sims and she'll play Grand Theft Auto. Those are like her two games, um, because she's a serial killer, of course, and those are her two games. Um, and so I enjoy the game, but um, this game does carry a premium price tag with it. Um, it's a fifty dollar game. Um, I got it for ten dollars off the first week it came out, and then I also had some Nintendo coins. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saved another like seven or eight dollars on it. So I, I saved like eighteen, nineteen bucks on it. Um, so if I had not had that, I probably would not have picked this up. Um, I think this is a solid twenty or thirty dollar game. Mm-hmm. You can get this on sale for twenty bucks. I think it's a definitely worth your time. But I don't think I would pay fifty dollars for this game. So, yeah. Uh, just like real quick, it is available, like you said before, um, on Nintendo 3DS, on the Nintendo Switch, Android, and iOS devices. Um, yeah. And uh, so that's all the time. That's all the places you can pick it up. You said it's uh, fifty dollars on Switch, and that uh, is yeah. what I found too. Um, thirty hours of gameplay isn't bad for fifty dollars. I'm not necessarily yeah. sure, you know, ex- how I necessarily feel about it entirely. That old that old adage of like a dollar an hour kind of thing for mm-hmm. video games you hear a lot of, and uh, so it, it doesn't really quite fall under that. I don't think, but yeah, but a dollar an hour it's kind of like a you know you can get a game for three dollars and play the heck out of it. You mm-hmm. know. Well, yeah, and I've kind of tried to decide, you know, to me, what makes a, a game worth its money. And I've kind of thought about it in like terms of a movie um, where, you know, it, if I'm spending, you know, $10 on a movie ticket for what could be two to two and a half hours of entertainment, um, does a game necessarily worth that? Uh, yeah. Um, that's kind of how I think about it, and sometimes I think that might be a little too low. Um, but yeah, uh, anything else? Any questions from Padre or Mr. Greenley on Snack World? I have one. Yeah. Um, you said it's also available on Android. Yes. Yeah, I don't think it's the f- the same exact version, if I'm mistaken. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I, w- I was trying to look through it and I, I didn't see it, but I wasn't entirely sure because a fifty dollars price tag. Obviously, they're probably not going to carry that full version over. Yeah. Because it's something as a Dauntless player myself, I would I'd be interested in trying it out if if I could find a an inexpensive version on mobile to try out, or if I can just steal my son's Nintendo coin. Um, let me double check. I thought. Yeah, I think there's a two or three different version. Is if I'm not mistaken, this one's called Gold which I think is yeah. the newest of it. And I think it adds a lot more class, not classes, it adds a lot more weapons and a couple of like, post-credit dungeons, I think. Hmm. Uh, let me just look up Snack World real quick. So when I look up... Uh, oh, so there's another game called uh, The Snack World Trade Jarrers? Tree Jarrers? Yeah. That's the one that's on Switch, 3DS, Android, and iOS. My apologies. This one is okay. the dungeon crawl, which, okay. But it, it does still fall in the same universe that appears. Uh, yeah, it I'm, does. I'm yeah. Gathering here. Yeah. yeah. And the older ones, I think, are even a little more adult themed, like hidden adult themed. So I think they're definitely aimed a little bit towards older players. So, mm-hmm. which I um, see. 
Oh, okay. So apparently the snack world is also just a, a multimedia franchise. Oh, same. Um, and it was for English. It's handled by Cartoon Network Australia. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that. I mean, the the animation in it looks absolutely adorable. The so cool it's something. Thing, yeah, I kind of compared it to the new Zelda game that came out not too long ago. That that kind of claymation look. It's a oh, little. Yeah. But it's similar enough that that's the parallel I drew to it. The so one that I, came out after what is it? It's Link's Awakening, right? Is the one? Yeah, it's the re. It's the new. It's the remake. The old one on the Game Boy that they just remade for the okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of a claymation looking kind of style. Yeah. So, so um, the camera, I will say, was pretty terrible. That was probably the worst part of this game. Was the camera angles get really frustrating? But mm-hmm. you get used to it, I, I guess. So. <laughs> that's that's a rigging endorsement ah you get used to the terribleness you get used to, it's, it's addicting enough that you just kind of like get into it and you just want like one more dungeon one more mm. dungeon so. speaking of which have you heard of raid shadow legend no. <laughs> <laughs> guys the next that's nothing podcast is brought to you by raid shadow legends want to know how i got this water bottle uh Guys, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by Subway. Eat fresh. All right. Um, anything else in Snack World? Sorry about any confusion there. Um, so, yeah, Snack World, the dungeon crawl is not available on Android or iOS. Uh, only uh, a different version of the game. <laughs> Oh, actually, it says here, it says here, actually, versions for iOS and Android devices were announced alongside the franchises revealed but have yet to be released. So it's coming. Mm. So am I. (laughs) Uh Are we all on this glorious day? It's glorious Fat Tuesday. (laughs) Take away our holiday. So um... take that from us. (laughs) So, Padre, you had a bit of a trip. Let's hear about oh, it. God. So, wait, which trip? The one involving DMT or the one about? Okay, Dreamhack. 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 Got it, yes. Got it, got it. If you I'm if you read the show notes, <laughs> I don't want to hear about kidding. you going out into the desert uh, and just taking a bunch of DMT peyote and. Now, uh, yeah, no, we. Uh, I flew out to uh, Dreamhack to actually work with uh, a little bit more behind the scenes and at uh, at the convention with the charity that I'm the now, now the senior command, uh, community manager for Anime for Humanity. And uh, we actually ended up not being able to get a booth. They uh, actually denied us one last minute, but the trip was already paid for. So we went out and used it as a networking event. And I want to start off by saying that for a dream hack, the indie game presence was actually rather impressive. Um, Dreamhack Dallas, they had a few, but it wasn't near as good as this when it came to uh, indie games. I'll get into some of those titles here in just a moment, but I got to start by kind of just going over some of the the fun stuff we did while we were there you know um if you ever find yourself in santa anna there's or anaheim i the border got blurry i didn't know where we were but there's uh there's all you can eat sushi places that are absolutely fantastic there's uh there are open air street markets where they have like open mic jam sessions which was one of my favorite things about the weekend uh and then then there was, of course, the convention itself. We we did a few things outside of it, but a lot of my time I actually spent in the convention because I wanted to 
to be there kind of putting in the foot traffic. So some of the games that you're going to be seeing coming, uh, I haven't given too many, too much information on this. So this is going to be new to even the, the podcast co-host, but there was a, there was one that I'm actually going to be playing soon because I got in, got into the, uh, the beta, the closed beta for it. It's called my beautiful paper smile. It is a terrifying, creepy pasta looking game. Um, I can't remember the name of the developer right offhand, but it's it's being kind of published through Vicarious, the same people that kind of help with Dead by Daylight, and uh, it, it kind of had like a like a Paper Mario meets Bendy the Ink Machine beats or meets um oh was uh We Happy Few, kind of like that kind of vibe to it, but a lot creepier. Um, so it's it's kind of like it's one of those you know exploration style games where you go through and you're trying to survive the authority you know they tell you you have to always be smiling but the artwork is really terrifying um i I got to try out a a game this is for all the like the nostalgia lovers the saturday morning cartoon lovers it's going to be called the adventure of chris and it's about this this guy that takes um takes all these kids kidnaps them and turns them all into toys well chris gets turned into a balloon and so he actually gains the powers of this balloon and it kind of becomes a mega man-esque type game where you go and you beat these different bosses and you can gain some other powers to kind of help you and aid you in the in the long run and it has such a saturday morning cartoon vibe to it and i actually got to talk to the guy that made the game he based it kind of on his own life because he was he was bullied for kind of being a, a bigger kid and he wanted to do the whole you know you don't have to look like a hero to be a hero kind of vibe to the game. It, it I got to test it out really smooth mechanics for the fact that it, I think it may be in early access now, but it was, it was a lot of fun to play. So adventures of Chris is one to keep an eye out. And then um, the other one that really caught my attention was actually, it was an entire booth of nothing but college students and their games that they're working on. Cause they're trying to get into game dev outside of college. And they they had just a whole booth set up on their uh was it i think it's called i think people call it itch.io it's like itch.io where you can kind of like put little free games here and there yeah uh i will get the website for the show notes uh and put it in there because i don't have it on me at the uh, at this moment because there's so many nice little free small 10 15 minute games i think people can enjoy the little stories in we have talked about Um, it before i'll actually drop a link down in there and i'll i'll be sure to share a link Awesome for yeah for itch.io. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, because there were some really nice little games that these students are putting out, and they kind of deserve some some recognition on it. Uh, but yeah, the 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 sheer just mass of them all was was it was very impressive for a DreamHack because usually DreamHack is very esports centric, and so you get a lot of gaming product companies, you get a lot of uh, you know tournaments and stuff, which they had. They had you know your Counter Strike tournament, and your Rocket League tournaments, and all that. Um, I will say, compared to DreamHack Dallas of last year, it was kind of small, which is surprising because it's in California. But I think a lot of it had to do with the fact they actually had the BYOC on a different level. So there was an upstairs and a downstairs, so it just kind of looked empty. But uh, but the tournaments themselves weren't near as like extravagant and gung-ho. I don't know if it's because they were filming that Jeff Goldblum show at Dallas last year. That may have played a part because, you know, it's Jeff Goldblum. But all in all, it was a, it was a great convention. Got to meet some really cool people. Um, Got to hang out with a lot of friends and do some neat stuff that you can only do in California. And I will say, I, I've got to put this out there though to end my to end my trip. I ended up with the window seat on the airplane I was on, and I was sitting right next to the part on those planes that I used to build. 
and watching that thing in work while I was sitting there actually kind of made me emotional because uh, I miss it. <laughs> but I, I was looking out, out the window over the ocean uh, as we were coming out of Santa Ana because you fly out and then turn around. And I'm sitting there watching this part that I used to build on this airplane with the ocean and the sunset as the backdrop. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to cry right now. This is, this is going to be a little heartbreaking for me, but all in all, it was, it was a great trip. And uh, there's going to be a lot of good games coming down the pipelines that aren't going to be out to like next year. So I don't want to get too into those yet. Cause people will probably forget by next year anyways. Yeah. Sounds like an amazing time. Um, you, you talked about a couple of the games. Uh, who are some of the personalities you talked to or met? Any anyone awesome that you in particular that you met out there? Okay, so one person that I've actually been a fan of for a, a long time. I got to meet, uh, you know, like the, a lot of your esports teams and stuff were out there, but I've never been a huge esports guy, so I didn't really know who many of them were. But uh, there's this guy. His name's Slate, but his uh, his online handle is Nellstar15. And he used to work as community manager for 505 Games back when they were getting ready to put out Indivisible, which as you know, people who have listened to the show before have heard, I really enjoy Indivisible. Um, and now he, he moved on to Square Enix. He works as their community manager now, which is a huge leap up. And uh, I've, I've been a fan of him. I've you know, followed him on Twitter for a while, and he's always putting out really insightful stuff about the actual gaming industry. And him, some people from the charity Rise Above the Disorder, which is a mental health charity as well, um, and a couple of other people from the gaming industry, actually, um, they held a, a panel on mental health in the gaming industry, and it was really insightful. Um, I'm actually kind of putting together a little deal of notes from it to to actually talk about and go over because i feel it's there are things that people deserve to know but i want to make sure i kind of get them all sorted so nothing gets misconstrued as i'm talking about because that's one of the one of those topics that if anything gets misconstrued it could actually result in more harm than good um but that was that was probably the highlight of people i met was was nell stark is i'm a huge one i was a huge fan of indivisible and then turn around he starts working for square enix right here when final fantasy 7 remakes fixing to come out i'm like it's just, it just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> yeah. Um, Green, Elliot, any questions, thoughts, opinions on on what uh, Padre put out there? We're uh, talking about DreamHack. You plan on doing and, it again? Uh, I don't know about Anaheim next year, but we are. I think I think Anime for Humanity is definitely going to DreamHack Dallas again because uh, last year, like DreamHack Dallas, it, it had the same, obviously, the same kind of atmosphere. Uh, but DreamHack Dallas was just so much more hype because it was just bigger. Like, I mean, like there were more people there and not to mention they're actually sharing a convention center and the weekend with Akon, you know, the, the anime, oh, the big anime convention yeah, yeah, they do yeah. every year. They're running bundle passes where you can go to both of them the same time because they'll be running in the same center. And uh, so DreamHack Dallas is an absolute. We're going to that one. Um, but Anaheim again next year, maybe. Uh a lot of people felt underwhelmed. Uh, I could understand why. Yeah. And I think a lot of it had to do with, because in Dallas, the BYOC area and the showroom floor, exhibition hall stages, everything was in the same area. This, they had them separated between decks, so it looked just like way emptier. You know, you'd go downstairs and it'd be packed. Then you go upstairs and it would be like, okay. Like if they had everybody kind of in the same deal, there would be a lot more going on, which for some people is fine. But I, you know, I would like... 
I would like there to be that kind of that hype. You know, I would love the tournaments all to be held in the same area. So that way, like somebody's doing something great, and you hear that cheering, and you're like, what's going on? But if you're upstairs browsing boots and something big happens downstairs, you'll never know. Yeah. Um, but DreamHack Dallas is I I'm even if Anime for Humanity doesn't go, I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Uh Green. How how was the sushi? Oh, dude, it was the best sushi I've ever had, and I ate so much of it. Oh my god, there was so much. It was all you can Can't eat. Last Fat were... Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it was. Awful. And then we had we had all you can eat Korean barbecue on night three, which oh, I had never had, and that was so good. How much bulgogi I, did you, you eat? Bulgogi? Dude, I ate so much bulgogi. Uh, it, it, they made the mistake of giving me alcohol. When I start drinking, I become a bottomless pit with food. Mm -hmm. And at one point, I had to tell them, I was like, listen, y'all are going to have to stop or I won't. Yeah. Did you get the, what, what were you drinking? Were you drinking soju? I was drinking soju. I had regular, mm. I had regular and strawberry soju. And, uh, I was there with, of course, my anime for humanity friends. And then there were some, there was a couple of people from Zelda universe that were hanging out with us. Cause, um, the graphic, you know, the graphic designer lady that works with anime for humanity also does the work for Zelda universe. So there was, mm -hmm. we were all kind of together as, just as friends, you know, hanging out and, I had never had soju. I had never had Korean barbecue. I had never done any of this stuff. They're like, nope, you're doing this. We're buying this. Let's go. Let's go. I'm like, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll eat, drink all of it. Let's go. And then I was trying to watch the, the Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury fight at the same time. And I was just like, <laughs> uh, I was good. The fight's already over. Let's <laughs> yeah. I've got to focus on elsewhere, but yeah, no, yeah. So much, so much food. Like I ate more at this convention than I've eaten at any convention ever. Yeah. Which isn't saying much because like I didn't eat at TwitchCon, but mm. yeah, DreamHack was all food all the time. I I, th I think I drank of the four days total that I was in California. I probably drank like eight deals of boba tea because we don't have that here either, and I'm a huge fan of it. So I was like, I'm gonna get my fill before I go home. <laughs> yeah, but apparently uh, WonderCon, um, which is a little, which is kind of like a smaller San Diego Comic Con is next in the pipes for me. I think I'm going back out there in April for that. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Just real quick on the soju. How'd you like the soju? Because oh, dude, it was so good. Soju. It's one of those things that uh, one of my best friends is half Korean, and so mm -hmm. he introduced it to me along with a lot of other Korean food, um, like gojujang is a wonderful condiment if you know how to mix it right with different stuff, but. Um, yeah, soju is it's a sneaky liquor. It's a very sneaky liquor. <laughs> very, very. We we had between the three guys that were drinking it, we had three full bottles. And I don't know how much of it I drink. I, I may have drank more than one bottle of it. <laughs> yeah. You can you can with that. Because a lot of times they sell it in small bottles. So you yeah. can it it is a very sneaky liquor. It will it will kick your ass if you're not careful because a lot of because they get a lot of like the lightly flavored kind of sweet. My favorite is um there's like a grapefruit. Ooh. Uh, there's a brand mm. that puts out a grapefruit flavor soju, um which I like way more than the uh neutral spirit or the neutral fla neutral flavor. It <laughs> it just it kicked my ass the next morning it was one of the worst hangovers i think i've ever had luckily i am immune to hangover so i i got pretty gone though we ubered everywhere so i didn't have to worry about that it was mm -hmm. it was nice um i will say this i can i can talk about this um it was something i was going to say for for my first stream on my channel back but you know what 
I'm gonna go ahead and share it. Uh, one of the people I talked to actually runs PR for Dead by Daylight, like I had talked about. Well, when I told him what I was doing there, that I was running the Twitch channel for AFH, and we were discussing things to do with charity stuff, you know, maybe possible keys for giveaways for fundraisers in the future and everything. He asked if I was a streamer, and I gave him a poker chip and my card, and I was wearing my Zebos Funhouse shirt at the time, and he put two and two together. He goes, "What's this Zebos Funhouse thing?" And this is before I even knew he worked on Dead by Daylight. Uh, and I was like, I started explaining it to him and his eyes lit up because, you know, I always play the clown killer on Dead by Daylight as Zebo, And his eyes just lit up. And he goes, I'm in charge of PR of the PR company that works for Dead by Daylight. And so uh, he was like, the clown is one of our least popular killers. Let me know. He, he goes, email me when you decide to do this again. And we're going to we're going to try to get some eyes on the clown, and we're going to use you to do it. And I was like, uh, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I, so, I I watched Zebo play the clown, and it was I, I enjoyed that stream. Like, I've got to get much. I've got to get used to it on the computer now, and I'm going to have to play off off stream because I'm going to have to. I told him I was a sniper with that pink bottle, which I kind of am, but I need to make it. I need to make it 100%. I'm like, I've, I'm going to have to do it. I should have you uh, have you. I, I can organize some rank ones for you to uh, to, you know, do some kill your friends with to practice. We'll, we'll rig the whole I'll thing. Get I'll what get it. the game. We'll oh, rig the whole yeah. thing. I, I, I'm going to need y'all all to be absolutely terrible. <laughs> I, I guarantee. Oh, no, first I'm not going to ever play a game. <laughs> we're not gonna feed we're going to make you get good i uh, will i okay. will call uh daddy dark side up to just to get you some rank ones to have to try to fucking kill oh don't i will uh yeah because i because i'm gonna have to start from scratch like i had the clown prestige yeah and i never played dead by daylight outside of azebo's funhouse so it mm -hmm. becomes like one of those things where it's it's a little like there's some time between them where I can get rusty and stuff. So it's like now I'm going to have to get in tune. I'm going to have to start from scratch at level one. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Anything else on uh, DreamHack? No, that, that's pretty much the long and short of it. It was it, it ended up becoming like a little bit work, but more like a vacation. Honestly, we, mm -hmm. we went and saw we went and saw Violet Evergarden. The uh, it, it's an anime movie based on a uh, based on a Netflix anime, mm, mm -hmm. and it was at like this free nonprofit local theater that we were able to just walk into and go see. Nice, you know. Yeah. The, and, and, so there was just like a lot of little side stuff that that we went and did just here and there. Walked, I mean, just walked around Santa Ana and Anaheim for a while. And mm -hmm. Looked at kind of like the the architecture where a lot of things are made of. Um, oh, what is that? The the like kind of rock shingles that everything's made out of. I can't remember what that stuff's called, but uh, you know, it just it was really cool. A lot of side stuff, but it became more of a vacation than an actual work trip. Now E three is going to be a completely different monster, but mm -hmm. I, I'll I'll report back to that one when it happens. <laughs> I'll be your first exclusive on some of the new games coming. Yeah. Um. Anything else on on DreamHack, guys? I'm good. So let me ask you guys real quick what, what we want to do here for the show. Do we want to go into our next story or do we want to take a quick ad break? Uh, it's up to you. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Does anyone need to pee? <laughs> that's Yeah, that's really the question okay. here. You're good? All right. Uh, let's go on ahead. Let's talk about our next story and then we'll take a quick break. Uh, so this next story 
is apparently Tiger Electronics is re-releasing those uh, cheap-ass drugstore games uh, that you guys uh, used to play in the back of your mom and dad's cars. Do you guys remember these things? Like, it was, like, these brightly colored things. It would always be a licensed thing, you know, Little Mermaid, X-Men. It would have, like, a colored screen and then just, like, a... It'd have like a, it would like have like a colored backing and then this little black and white L, uh, LCD screen. Mm-hmm. You, I used to have a fighting game like now. that. Yeah, I had a golf game. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Only thing so more fun than real down. golf is is Tiger Electronic Golf. <laughs> I, I love real golf though. I do too, yeah. actually. <laughs> I, I love real golf. I'm not gonna lie. I I, I love playing golf. <laughs> But I'm, uh, I'm gonna have to back Danny up there for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not, they may be cheap ass, but they're near and dear to every person's heart. <laughs> oh, they're so nostalgic! Like almost everybody, oh, yeah. almost everybody at least had some ex- exposure to those. Yeah, yeah. Well, in like so, like the just like the Tiger Electronic ones weren't the only ones out there. So I'm sure somebody or everybody out there who is oh. listening to the show has something in their mind similar to these. They had those little sticks that you would connect, like the little fighting sticks, and it was the same kind of principle, but you would like level up your fighter and then like connect to another dude and fight each other. I remember, and it was the same kind of, you know... Yeah, the same like materials. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, those are... The uh, Tiger Electronics are uh, reissuing those. Um, it's going to cost $15 exclusively at GameStop. It, I buy all my games. <laughs> um, it's going to feature Sonic the Hedgehog, X-Men, Transformers, and The Little Mermaid are just a couple of the franchises they're bringing. Um, first off, the GameStop thing, I don't think this is going to save GameStop. It's a valiant try, but uh, it's not going to do much for their bottom line. Uh, People still find a way to do this digitally. <laughs> they're like, yeah, nice. They're like, GameStop's like, how are we going to get out of this fucking rut? (laughs) What does everyone know and will buy? Help, please. (laughs) The best part about that, though, is like, they, you know, they dropped money on the rights to be allowed to sell it. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. No way they're going to make up, like, they're going to make enough profit to be like, oh, and I'll buy, like, an Xbox. One tire electronic and an Xbox One, please. Yeah. Well, it's like the only thing I can think of, it's like you put it in like a themed display, right? It's like we have a new X- X-Men game coming out. Let's go on ahead and put like the little Tiger Electronics X-Men thing. Oh, and all the Funko Pops. We have the Wolverine and Cyclops Funko Pops. Let's just put them right here on the display. And we'll throw a couple posts. Like, right, that's the only thing I can think Or like Sonic, right? Sonic was one of them. That's the other one. I'm like, okay, yeah, you can maybe like make an entire display and you know for like a new sonic game or the sonic movie and just put it there and hope that someone's going to grab that 15 dollars thing wishing for the nostalgia trip that oh. was my problem with going into gamestop is taking my wife in who doesn't play video games because what does she buy right she's the exact Merch. person that, yeah she buys all that shit all those pops and all that stupid disney random box loot crap She's super into that stuff. I go in there to get my one $10 game that's on sale, and I've spent $25 because she's got to have this or that. <laughs> she's going to be watching this, and she's going to ream you a new one. She's like, you I think I have I like simple crap? Ago. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm safe. I'm safe. She'll, she'll hit you with the, oh, the game's simple enough where I'll like it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> 
um so i and i was kind of curious as to really who was buying this like why why is this a thing um i checked ebay and i think the re-release the the news that this is getting re-released because this is a few days old now uh jacked up the prices to about 25 30 dollars is what i saw most of them at the really the most i saw them at was about 75 dollars and that was for like a package of them like a like a grouping of them like four or five of them and they weren't even like these specific franchise ones like they were just like a hodgepodge of like tiger electronics golf and like sonic and then um a, a few others so I don't know who really was asking for this. I think it's an interesting, like, I think it's an interesting marketing technique. Uh, good for GameStop for getting the rights to dropping the cash on the just the exclusivity rights for it. But yeah, I think a lot of, I mean, I think a lot of companies are just trying to figure out how on earth can we capitalize on this, like this regularly, like cycled nostalgia trip people keep going on. You know, like when Surge came back, like was anybody really super chomping at the bit to get back on Surge? But did you not get surged the moment it came out? Exactly. Exactly. Nobody was sitting there waiting for it to come back out. And then when it came back out, everybody got it. And I, and it, but it's, you're seeing it more and more. Like I'm pretty sure Crystal Pepsi did the same thing. Yeah. You know, and then like you're going to end up, I guarantee you, you're going to end up seeing like 3D Doritos because there's this like random subculture of God people willing. that are just, God willing. Right. <laughs> but uh, it, there's this like, random subculture of people that are just like really, really in tune with the 90s and they're not even from the 90s. Um, and I think maybe it's, they're just trying to reach out to cater to them because there is this like random, like burst of nineties nostalgia coming back and who knows, maybe, maybe some, maybe they did a focus group and accidentally got a bunch of those people at once. And they're like, this is going to sell like hotcakes. They sell like 10, like, well, those 10 bought them, I guess. <laughs> the, the Jinko Cholo shorts and colored Hurley shirts nope. are definitely coming back <laughs> mm-hmm. yep fruit stripe um, gum is going to be coming in hard <laughs> now um, lasting uh, five seconds i just saw vanilla ice dropped a, a new song boom <laughs> oh no case so. in point wait is he did he stop uh did he stop his home improvement show to do that uh, i don't know he was doing like a, he did like a country rap song with like a couple of country rappers biggest wolf he'll probably end up he probably built his own studio in one of those renovated houses mm. record the recorded the album and then tore down the studio <laughs> and put a more open concept right hey he's still got the 5-0 okay <laughs> um so did you get how many of these things did you guys have did you guys have any of them i had three and a couple yeah i had a, i had the football one Mm-hmm. I had the original Sonic the Hedgehog one, and I had like a generic fighting one that didn't have any characters anybody knew. Yeah. So I didn't have any of I, these. Like, or go ahead, Green. I, I had none of them. None of them. I didn't have any of like these specifically, but I had a couple of those um, like fifteen, twenty dollar uh, all in one game consoles that just had like like the handheld ones that um, had like a little LCD screen on them. And I, I, I mentioned this because I just want to let my mom know that uh, she never really grounded me as a kid. Um, so these things had like uh, Snake and Tetris and Tanks and a few other games on them. Uh, 
And I'm sure if I was a smart young man, I probably could have figured out how to put Pokemon on these fucking things. Um, but whenever my mom grounded me from like my Game Boy or my GameCube or took the TV out of my room, um, I always had one of these hidden in the room. <laughs> so I went to bed. I just grabbed a flashlight because, of course, it wasn't backlit. <laughs> so I just grabbed a flashlight and played like <laughs> with this forbidden object that I'm not supposed to have. <laughs> I lucked out. I got the uh, I got the clip on book light and just snapped it on. So I had the. I had that going for me. It was uh, nice. It was a uh, life hacks 101 back in the day. Yeah. Uh, and I will send the, this clip to my mom and see what she says. She's probably just going to be like, meh. But if she comes up with anything clever, which I'm challenging her to do, I'm challenging her to come up with something clever. <laughs> I will share it with, with the uh, audience. <laughs> probably do on it, Twitter. Mom. Do it. Do it. I challenge you, mom. I dear, I bet you won't. I bet you won't. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, you guys can pick that up for fifteen. Pick up the Tiger Electronics Drugstore video games for fifteen dollars now at GameStop exclusively. <laughs> um, so let's go on ahead. Unless you guys have anything else to add, we'll take a quick break and uh, be back in about two minutes. Sound good? Okay. Sounds cool. good to me. Okay. Be back in two minutes. Okay. All right, and we are back. You guys good? Welcome back. Yeah, I'm back. We're, we're back. It was that was the fastest like jerk off session I think I've ever seen Rev do. It was crazy, right? It was, it was insane. He's we're, like, I'm gonna capture get... the video just in case y'all y'all want to get up on this. Just <laughs> commendable. Phenomenal. Hey, my fingers are stuck. Hold on. <laughs> OnlyFans.com slash RevSven. Yep. Boom. Because uh, you get to watch them watch. Are you, are you selling your water, your shower water, my dude? Uh, no, but I am. I'm, I am, but I'm catching it off my beard. It's coming out. Like, I, I keep the bottle oh. right there. I yeah. can only get so erect, my dude. <laughs> You're welcome. So we have uh, some new details released by... Um, Microsoft related to the Xbox Series X, which I think would be uh, probably a good thing for us to talk about. Now, I feel like I hear a train coming. I do. So I'm going to apologize. Um, but yeah, so Phil Spencer put out some uh, new uh, information out at uh, new uh, information out for the Xbox Series X. Do you guys want me to get ready to just talk about the specs? We're just going ahead and like talk about the specs. Yeah, flop it on me. Cool. So the Microsoft uh, Xbox Series X will have a AMD Zen 2 with RDNA 2 architecture. Uh, some quotes here. Uh, it will, quote, deliver four times the processing power of an Xbox One and enabling developers to leverage 12 teraflops of GPU performance, twice that of an Xbox One X, and more than eight times the original Xbox One. It's going to offer higher frame rates uh, for, with support for up to 120, uh, 120 frames per second and more 
and more sophisticated game worlds. It will also have variable rate shading, which will desc- uh, which he describes, uh, he being Phil Spencer, uh, describes saying, quote, rather than spending GPU cycles uniformly on every single pixel on the screen, they can prioritize individual effects on a specific game character or important environmental objects. This technique results in more stable frame rates frame rates and higher resolution with no impact on the final image quality <sighs> breathe my guy breathe <laughs> don't um, you miss the day when they would just double it from 32 to 64 bit <laughs> <laughs> So uh, here's some more. There's uh, he also promised direct X ray tracing with quote true to life lighting, accurate reflections, and realistic acoustic and acoustics in real time. So that's the graphic and processing end of this machine. Um, I believe we talked in our Discord uh, in our Discord chat a little bit when we were uh, talking about this story. Um, Twelve teraflops is uh, roughly to uh, 2080. Right, green. Uh, t- uh, 1080. 1080. Right. Yeah, okay. 1080 Ti. Ti. A 1080 Ti was a- approximately 11.94 teraflops, um, but with the addition of ray tracing, uh, that they're that they're saying that they have in this as well, that's a big difference as well. Because mm-hmm. uh, the 1080s don't have ray tracing. The only the only cards that have ray tracing right now are the Nvidia. GeForce, uh, the RTX, the RTX 20 series, so the 20, 50, 60, 70, and 80, and their TI counterparts as well. So AMD has not released a ray tracing card yet. No, they are working on it first. Yeah. Well, this This, right here, they're saying that they're, and that's a custom card. Mm-hmm. That is custom made for Xbox. So, but their next gen that they are coming out with this year, uh, they've been saying that they're going to be releasing ray tracing with that as well. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> so that's, I mean, that's the the processing side of things. Any other comments, questions, opinions that you guys want to share on the processing side of the uh, Xbox Series X? I have no questions, but I mean that seems that seems like a heavy duty console for. You know, by comparison, because I mean, the Xbox One X was was pretty solid, and for it to be that much ahead of that, I'm really intrigued by what the what the price point's going to be on it. Well, they that's need- the game, right? Yeah, they 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 need to be high up. They need to be there, especially if they want this this uh, console to be eight years down the road. You know, uh, for a life cycle. Yeah. Um, you think that's doable? You think eight years is even as realistically doable? Well, I mean, that's what they've done with the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four. It's about eight years, eight to ten years. Yeah, yeah. I heard PlayStation. I heard PlayStation talking about possibly that even being, you know, like the PS Five being the last in line I for actual. Yeah, they're actual like consoles, and it's like, what's next? You know, like what can they even do? <laughs> they just get into uh, PC gaming or uh, cloud gaming. <laughs> Don't be surprised. I mean, uh, it, that's another thing. Uh, real, just brief detail. I I tried out um, GeForce Now on my 
uh, on my laptop when we were out there at DreamHack, mm-hmm. and I wasn't even hardwired in, and I didn't have any problems playing like playing Dauntless. the The input lag wasn't anything that I, mean, I, I wouldn't say you know anything with a first per, like a uh, actual competitive first person shooter, but I mean it felt like playing it on on my Xbox. Like it was fine. It was yeah. actually really impressive. Yeah. Um, which we'll talk about GeForce Now. We have some new details um, to talk about uh, GeForce Now. But we'll talk about that uh, here very shortly. Uh, storage. Let's talk about storage. Uh, storage will be an SSD hard drive, which will reduce load times and allow for functions called quick resume, which I thought this was interesting. Uh, he described it as, he again being Phil Spencer, uh, quote, lets you continue multiple games from a suspended state almost instantly, returning you to where you were and what you were doing without waiting through a long loading screen. So a lot like... Um, like a cloud save uh, is kind of how I would describe it, where um, you just kind of pick up and uh, leave off uh, wherever you're at. Um, any thoughts, opinions on on the fact that it's going to be an SSD? Um, it's My guess is it's probably going to be... Uh, they're probably going to sell um, higher, like maybe 400, 500 gig... Or, uh, I'm sorry, not 400, 500 gig. Probably close to like, um, what am I thinking of? Uh, probably five or six terabyte drives. Sorry, my mm. my brain was like doing the the decimal point placements. Um, I'm you thinking hear the of Windows or... reboot sound. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, for for solid state, it, it just depends on what style of solid state. Yeah, because if it's just a you know two point five solid state, I mean, they're fast, but NVMe is faster and smaller. Hmm. Um, so if they go NVMe, I mean, that's good on them. Which I want to say we've t- set, mentioned that before that they have. That I don't but, know. Last time we were talking about Xbox, we were talking about they should go NVMe. Yeah, was that the? I think the last time we talked about it was somebody doing a um, breakdown of what it could potentially cost. Just do, yeah, like doing like a, yeah, a price so per, that. like a price per part kind of breakdown compared to uh, PC gaming. They're Which, doing an NVMe SSD, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, they are. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I like the the cloud save, I, the quick resume kind of being a, analogous to uh, a cloud save. Um, just kind of pick up, load right, wherever you were uh, at at the time. Um, so uh, they've worked on reducing input and output latency as well. So here's some of the stuff that's related to that. Uh, quote, we're uh, optimizing latency in the player to console pipeline, starting with the RX box wireless controller, which leverages our high bandwidth proprietary proprietary wireless communication protocol when connected to the console with dynamic latency input um, dli a new feature which synchronizes input immediately with what is displayed controls are even more precise and responsive thoughts on that no no 
<laughs> no, it's all good. Um, they also have, quote, we've partnered with the HDMI forum and TV manufacturers to enable the best gaming experience through features such as auto low latency mode, um, ALLM, and variable refresh rate, VRR. Uh, ALLM allows Xbox One and Xbox Series X to automatically set the connected display to the, its lowest latency mode. VRR synchronizes the display's refresh rate to the game's frame rate, maintaining smooth visuals without tearing, ensuring minimal lag in the most responsive gaming experience. That, that sounds like snake oil. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Wolf I mean, it's one of the two. You know, uh, I lost you there. Oh, uh, it, I mean, you'd have to buy like <laughs> you can't just force a TV to like increase its frame rate but they're working with them to make it so it doesn't happen well you'd have to buy Even a brand get a monitor TV. yeah you'd have to buy a brand new TV on top of an Xbox Series X or Xbox Sex for short oh yeah it's like <laughs> sex I'm with everyone it. likes it yeah um so someone in chat this sounds like marketing jargon for uh here's the new box for new games here um yeah i mean this comes straight from phil spencer so it's it's definitely marketing jargon it's definitely meant to sound impressive and mm -hmm. like it's a you know um like an e3 announcement sort of uh kind of what it's supposed to sound like um so what do you guys think of these improvements are they improvements in your opinion um do you think this is substantial enough to upgrade from the x-bone um and i mean what do you guys think the price is going to be uh i mean i i have it here like 400 500 dollars but that might not be it as we know what value do you think this is is this yeah, is gonna i think up in the market Go ahead. I think it's going to go over $500. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, I mean, especially when everyone's, like, looking into PCs now. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking, at this, I'm looking at this processor, too. It's, what, 8 cores, 3.6 gigahertz? I mean, that's that sounds rather good for a console, you know, considering you're not going to be running a whole lot of extras and stuff like that. I mean, that's it's going to be dedicated to the task at hand. Borderline. I mean, it almost almost seems like overkill. Yeah, um, yeah. And then you know you add on top of it the custom graphics card, and then the you got the SSD coming in. It's it's going to end up coming out to be a pretty expensive piece. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it was even close to like six fifty seven hundred. Oh, I bet they don't top six though. I bet that man, it's got to be hard to convince those parents to drop six on an Xbox. I think. They will, gonna... they'll, they they they'll drop in price eventually, and they'll come out with like probably a a streamlined version of it, you know, like a slim or something like that for the parents. But because a lot of this hell, gaming is seems like it's being targeted away from kids and more towards the generation that grew up on it now. Um, at least in, in my opinion, uh, it, it feels that way because there are. I mean, you look at all the the marketing that they've already put out for it. You're you're talking they're talking games like Hellblade Two and stuff like that in their their opening marketing tactics for this and that's definitely not a kid's game anyways um 
and and it's there's a lot of backwards compatibility with it and everything so there's going to be a lot of parents that aren't they're they're just going to buy you know the same games that are already in existence because most kids are stuck on minecraft fortnite anyways so i I think that this might just be a a target at adult gamers that can't stray away from the console and don't want to make the leap to pc for some kind of you know some reason or another I feel that's like that's the demographic they're targeting too. Yeah, it's the the people that are looking into the PC world but don't want to make that leap. I think that's who they're targeting. They're like, oh well, we have this system that runs damn near as good as a PC, if not better than most budget PCs. So buy this instead, save a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, because I mean, when you, you look at price. it, yeah, I mean. Even at, you know, even like, let's say it goes to six. I mean, that's, that would be cheap. I mean, that's like almost a budget build in and of itself. And these specs are pretty solid. I mean, you, you've got 16 gigs RAM. You've got the, you know, the custom graphics card and processor with the, the high video output. And it, it does. It seems like it's definitely, it, not only is it targeted at more serious gamers based on marketing material, but the fact that they're putting out exactly what they're putting in this thing. Uh, and it's kind of at the forefront seems to be a thing for me. I bet they take a loss on making these to get people to buy them though, early on. Would be my guess, because they've done that in the past, I think. Which, I don't think that's entirely incorrect, because it seems like a big part of their business model right now is focusing on, on Game Pass and Xbox Live. Uh, really trying to get people in on that. So it would make sense if, you know, sure, we take a loss on on this um console by you know maybe by you know a little bit of cash but if we get them on the game pass gold and whatever else you know that's that's a recurring purchase every month that we just kind of hook them into um so i think there is some validity to that idea i wonder if they'll they'll bring the price of those back up because 15 dollars a month you know i i know i know a lot of people on xbox who don't who don't even spend on game like they don't even entertain the idea of game Pass, or wasn't they weren't entertaining the idea of game pass until they bundled it in with the xbox live and they were actually upset because it caused xbox live to go up five dollars a month yeah so i don't i mean I'm, and, and plus if, if you're going to try to get people to invest in in that you're going to have to you're going to have to add more games to it because there are some good ones on there but they come and go it's not like a, it's not like an ever expanding library they add games they take them away so it's you're still going to have to try to convince people to buy the games as well which with Game Pass, a lot of times, if if a game is getting ready to leave, they'll offer it digitally for a discount. But how many? How, I mean, yeah, the, the, it would probably be a lot on the the external storage that they're going to offer up when it comes to trying to get people to buy these games if they're running SSD. And a lot of games are bought digitally these days, so they're. I mean, they could probably make a lot of money selling external hard drives, but. I don't know. It's just it. It seems like a lot for a console because I don't think I don't. I think I don't think PS Five will go this this extreme. Yeah. They, they have they announced anything on it yet? Well, this is on paper too, mind you. This yeah. is not. This is what they're projecting. This is not something that's tried and tried and proven. Um. It's like, good. Good. My my 2080 Super isn't 12 teraflops, and it's saying that the custom AMD CPU or GPU that they're putting out is going to outperform a 2080 Super. 
So, and in a smaller package on top of that. Hmm. I don't know. I I mean, it, it once it comes out and it actually gets tested and, you know, proven that those specs are what they're saying they're going to be, then it'll be something to actually look at. Yeah. Um, one thing I was going to mention real quick, you just mentioned about digital cells. I don't think this is going to have um, an optical drive on it. They didn't mention it at all. There is no so mention of an optical exclusively. drive. It's going to be exclusively digital? Um, I don't know if it'll be exclusively digital, but it, certainly that uh, was not uh, thought to put in any details. Unless I missed it, which is entirely possible. I could have just missed it. Maybe it was like buried. Oh, and by the way, yeah, it's going to have an optical drive. Oh, it's, it's um, going to have a 4K Blu-ray optical drive according to the specs. Here. On, okay. Yeah, because on the bottom left of the picture in the... I, I lost a little bit of you there. On the the picture of the article, there's like a slot on the bottom left-hand corner. Okay. Oh, I see it. Yeah, yeah. It's mm. going to have a 4K Blu-ray drive, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Makes 4K sense. Blu-ray. It's going to have three USBs, an HDMI 2.1, mm-hmm. and a possible, what is it, CF Express expansion. Don't know oh. what that is. <laughs> CF Express. Hmm. That does not. Of course, my brain is kind of fried from a very long day, but um, I can't put that in my head. <laughs> uh, well, when you when you tab over to that uh, on on an article on that, it's mm-hmm. actually uh, it's supposed to be for an ex- uh, an expandable storage for SSD cards. Oh, that's what it is. Compact for... flash. Compact flash drive. Got you. <laughs> interesting okay got you okay so they want to be able to put flash storage okay um that's really interesting yeah flash ssd so you still don't lose your uh lose your your loading speeds and everything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. interesting um so yeah i mean the I'm curious to see what we'll probably see an official uh, retail price uh, at E3. Um, I'm I'm very curious about it, if not really just for the fact, you know, if not for the fact that it's an Xbox, just to see how it's going to uh, compare to a PC, not only in performance, but in price, because um, they're, they're certainly making it look like this is going to be a uh, PC and cloud gaming competitor and not just a competitor against the Sony PlayStation 5. Right, yeah, because they're, they're, I mean, they're gonna, it, it's gonna have to go beyond just the console wars at this point, you know, cause, yeah. because, I mean, yeah, how many people do you talk about, you know, PlayStation or Xbox? Oh, I play PC. You know, yeah. it's, they're, they're gonna have to try to make a competition there because I think, I think the console market's losing out now. Yeah. I, because, I mean, you're, you're ones that are branded like torture children are more like Nintendo. And they're I, I never really included them in the console war because they're just kind of a their own thing. They have an entire complete like their target demographic in and of itself is different. Yeah. Well in like Nintendo has never tried to compete on an actual performance basis. When you look at the when you look at the guts of a Nintendo Wii, it's not that big of an improvement compared to the GameCube. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about the titles and the fandom. Exactly. It was about the titles and the innovation. 
and the st- the storytelling. It, yeah. The storytelling is is huge with Nintendo, and they do a great job of it. You know, it's and, and so it's really cool to see them be their own thing. But for the other two who have been competing on a performance level for the longest time, they're going to have to get their toes wet into trying to compete with the PC, and it may fail miserably, and they'll have to go back. But you never know. Yeah. Uh, somebody you in chat did. What's that? You know, it would help them out. What's that? A modular design. <laughs> right. Uh, that was a theory for the longest time. It was just like you could pull something out and upgrade it. That exactly. was a theory he's been pushing. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember hearing people talk about that for a, a few years now, and it, yeah. it seems like it would be the smart move. Yeah. But Razor beat him to it mm-hmm. with a um, PC. So someone in chat did just say uh, or ask, is it going to be backwards compatible like PS5? I believe it is going to have some backwards compatibility. Um, we're going to talk about – we have an article for that, but we'll talk about it next week on the show. Uh, there's just a lot of details here to, to get into the actual specs. Uh, so talking about some of the backwards compatibility stuff with Xbox Series X, the game, um, the, the game pass and all that stuff, uh, and some of the future – plans that they are they've announced so far um we'll, we'll we'll talk about that next week um anything else on xbox series x details that you guys want to talk about anything any opinions conspiracy theories how we want to uh, talk about Ooh, conspiracy theories yeah aliens aliens that's why alienware is making a, a handheld oh damn uh oh. go ahead elliot i just want a price i just want a price yeah Really, that's that's where I'm at too. And if it's not coming out till the holidays, E3 would be the perfect time to to drop a price. I mean, price determines if I'm buying a console or if I'm just sticking to PC. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're on that classic uh, good, bad, and the ugly standoff, mm-hmm. where they're just like PlayStation and Xbox are like considering who's gonna. Which is kind of funny to watch too. Price. You gonna you gonna drop the price? Are you gonna drop the price? It's a pricey Maybe cold war. Because they both know they're like they're, they both know they're fucked on price. They're just like we just want to see which one of us will cave first. Yeah, I think. Cool. Uh, do we want to move on to um, our next story here then? Off Queen Yas. Yas. So Bethesda has pulled their games from GeForce Now. <laughs> All but one of them, which was uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood, for some reason. That's odd. That's an oddly specific game to. Yeah, to pull. Well, it, but it's so funny seeing like these these companies that are pulling out of nvidia geforce now it seems like they're all these companies that have had some kind of controversy over one of their titles over the last couple of years or more or something they've done behind you know blizzard mm-hmm. activision now bethesda next thing you know we're all going to be heartbroken that e, uh, ea is pulling out of it and all that it's it's just it's funny that all these companies that kind of get this, this backlash are the ones pulling out of it well I, go ahead go ahead green i was i, I don't understand though like they're they're not releasing a reason why that bethesda it may have something to do with uh it may, it may have something to do with uh contracts with the launchers or something and maybe they're losing losing out if, because they're having to pull from the launchers to use this other computer or it may have something to do with monitoring demographic stuff if they're pulling from servers in a single location yeah 
there's no like it's it's really hard to tell without a without stone uh, announcement at, at least with activision they they at least said something about it like oh it was a misunderstanding we're working on fixing it i but wonder no oh, sorry i didn't see you no no go ahead i wonder if they all are pulling off for the same reason and they're not telling us you know like i wonder if, if blizzard was the first and then bethesda's like oh if we noticed this too now we're done you know I think what they were saying with the with the G-Force uh, for Activision they had previously been agreeing during the uh, beta testing when it wasn't called G-Force now, but when they decided to go live, they are like, oh you didn't really talk to us about your actual full go live Yeah So Yeah, that was just it. It's like these two multi-million dollar firms just didn't talk about what was going to happen when this service went live. Um, I seem, and just kind of like in the conversation, I vaguely remember hearing some folks over at id who is a part of the Bethesda uh, umbrella during E3 say that they're working on some sort of uh, cloud gaming network. So it could be something to do with future plans from bethesda um but it's very hard to tell without which would explain if they didn't want to necessarily talk about that any more than what they already said at e3 um that could be an explanation i think it i to go with kind of pod right here i think it would make sense if it was some sort of you know launcher contract or um something like that but yeah because we we don't know what they what you know if there was any talks of the whole charging the five dollars a month for the premium service and they're maybe not getting a cut of that and they're like hey yo if we're gonna have our games on there we deserve a cut of that five dollars a month or some kind of ne contract negotiation for the paid service went mm -hmm. through because or fell through because that would that would actually make a ton of sense but again you would think if it was something like that for the for the studios to save face they would put out there hey we couldn't come to terms on a contract without i mean bethesda hasn't really put out anything yeah on on why they did it so i don't i don't think bethesda wants to uh wants to do a streaming service i don't i don't think it would be wise for them to do a streaming service it, it may, there may be security issues because bethesda's just recovering from that fallout 76 thing and they may not they may not agree with some of the security uh protocol within the g4 software because yeah. with having to go through a whole new server and everything, there may be some. It, it, may, it may be a complete, uh, you know, safe face. Try to stop it before it happens. Kind of move. Yeah. Well, I don't know how that would necessarily work because this is basically just functioning as another PC. Now, some people have said that you know this could be because you know they they want people to buy the games well the people already getting the licenses from whatever launcher i don't remember who said this exactly. it was it was somebody who i watched who who put out the theory that oh it's because you know they want uh, people to buy licenses for streaming services well first off if this is some sort of grand conspiracy between um the uh, all these publishers and like google stadia where google stadia says you're going to buy the license to stream the game okay maybe but the other idea is that this is just another pc you're you open and launch everything like it's another pc so the license you already have the money from the license when someone already purchased the game mm -hmm. the first time whoever whoever was spreading that misinformation 
came. Well, I wouldn't say it's misinformation. I think it was just theorizing and pontificating, oh, not I mean, realizing it, that you just that you just use licenses already. And like yeah, I said, I don't um, remember exactly who it was. A tweet. It could be. I have like four or five names on the top of my head that uh, I think saw that, but who who I think probably I said mean, that, but. It, but still, I mean, like I wouldn't say. I, I don't know. It's it's just me. Like, why why would you say something about? Yeah, it's exactly what they're doing, anyways. Like, you're already paying for the license. It's using your previous licensing with Steam and everything, and just logging in. Hmm. Which so I will say with with Bethesda themselves kind of pulling out, I'm actually a little disappointed because I wouldn't mind buying Fallout New Vegas or Fallout Three. Or, well, I already have Fallout 3 on Steam, but I wouldn't mind buying Fallout New Vegas um, because those games, those two specifically, have a lot of Windows 10 incompatibility issues, and they crash constantly for me. Fallout 3 crashes constantly for me, uh, basically to the point of unplayable. Um, so I actually wouldn't mind seeing those on there so I could actually play the fucking games. I would actually buy Fallout New Vegas to play on on uh geforce now um, i'm not disappointed I'll say, <laughs> I'll say it i'm not disappointed i bethesda's been in bad standings with me for a while I, i've just not been enjoying their direction and content especially within the past two years yeah so oh yeah no since fallout 4 i have not been a fan of, of bethesda by any stretch it's... Fallout Three, Fallout New Vegas, and Skyrim are some of my favorite games. Um, the only the only thing that I can really stand from Bethesda at the time uh, is ESO. Yeah, well, that's not even Bethesda. And that's ZeniMax. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's that's the messed up part. Like Bethesda has a hand in it, but it's mainly ZeniMax. So you know, who are we really giving credit to? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was never a fan of Skyrim. Don't hate me. I just don't like the game. Shame. I don't I care. It. It's, it is so much walking. And the same with Fallout and everything. There's just like, I cannot stand games where you are just walking all the time. I cannot do it. It's not my, it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. So, um, Let's see. Oh, I had a, a there's a apparently Cyberpunk 2077 is coming to GeForce now though. Um they're even getting a uh exclusive Nvidia or like a, a Nvidia um graphics card, a, like a bright yellow graphics card for Cyberpunk 2077. So, I don't know, maybe I'll actually buy um maybe I'll actually buy uh Cyberpunk 2077 and and play it on GeForce now. Yeah, that actually I mean, that would, as long as you had the internet to support it, it's actually not, I mean, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. I don't, I know I have a PC that wouldn't be able to run it at full specs, probably, more than likely. Um, um, I'm, I'm definitely getting 2077. Yeah. Um, I'm hyped. So, real quick, oh. I, I did get a message and I just want to like do a, um, a quick congratulations for somebody. Crane, were you gonna say the same thing or do the same thing? Um, what's that? Hold, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay, so in chat, 
Oh, wait, I should probably ask him if this is cool. Let's ask him if he's cool. It's cool with this. Don Lee, is it cool if we say this live on the podcast? I'm par- I'm yeah, going to apologize to the um to the I was gonna say it's too late now. Right. He's gotta do it. He's yes. gotta do All it. All right. I'll let Don't you Don't play it fair K9. My man right there in chat and live on chat for all of you that that are in the Twitch chat. Um he just had his baby. Congratulations, Big Chief. Congratulations. Yeah, Why are you here? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's well, been so talking about be it fair. for like the last two weeks. He's yeah. been like, I might I might need to leave at any time. I might not be on the next week. And then finally, boom. Let's just say he dude. didn't have the baby. His wife had the baby. <laughs> we His said the same hurts. thing when, Bubby, when Bubby's <laughs> wife had the baby. Bubby's wife, uh, she had the baby and he was hanging out. I'm like, dude, why are you here? Yeah. Big, big suggestion. Um, the name either Green or Mister Dakota. <laughs> Dakota nice. Green is a really okay? nice Scandinavian strong name. Mm. <laughs> kind of like the what is he the the reindeer from Frozen. <laughs> you know, I I think the name Danny sounds really nice. On um, <laughs> the ink's not dry on that birth certificate yet. I I guarantee. Um, just go get some white out from Walgreens. Just... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's okay. It's just an official document. You only get one of them. <laughs> It'll rub out. It'll rub out. It'll rub out. Um, so... I still think Spin's a great name, even though her name is Olivia. You should... <laughs> Olivia Spin Fairkay. That's a great name. That's... <laughs> um, cool. So anything else on the uh, Bethesda pulling out of GeForce now? I still don't know why they left just Wolfenstein Youngblood. Um, yeah, that's so a very specific, and that was a game that did not do well critically. Maybe that's why they're like, "This one did crap. <laughs> Let's just leave it on there." Maybe someone well, I, will play it now, but like people have to buy it still. That's the problem. People still have to buy it to to play it on GeForce now. Here's a question though: Does does uh, Wolfenstein have multiplayer, or is it a single player game? Uh, that's just a single. I, oh, that's a that might be co-op i was gonna say i i didn't know if maybe know. if maybe like online compatibility of um of stuff like that may have played a factor into it you know like when it comes to uh you know like i mean i guess skyrim's technically not an online game is it i was gonna say um you know with seeing how uh they've handled multiplayer in the past fallout 76 um (laughs) i can't imagine that was a big deciding factor that is very true (laughs) unless they're learning they're like no we can't do it anymore let's just (laughs) let's just stick to what we know and that's making walking simulators we have to be good for the five players that play this game (laughs) i would really like to talk to a fallout 76 player someone who who does play that game and and just be like oh why did you do you feel like this is like some sort of repentance for a past sin is that uh, (laughs) the do you feel like you deserve this (laughs) why todd why (laughs) um okay so nothing else on that on that particular topic no sir chief all right. Um, any other news stories that we wanted to talk about at all? Uh, NVIDIA dropped uh, quickly. NVIDIA dropped a Cyberpunk 2077 Custom 2080 Ti. Mm-hmm. It is yellow, That's... and it looks god-awful. It's pretty god 
yeah, it's it's very gaudy. But I mean, if you like yellow and a lot of money on the graphics card, <laughs> <laughs> it does say Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven on it. Nice cool um well let's go on ahead and end the show here then uh mr elliot argues go on ahead and tell the folks uh what you do and where people can find it yeah you can uh find my podcast tessa and elliot argue um wherever you find podcasts um with my wife and i it's good fun good clean christian fun and all that was a lie uh, I also do Budget Arcade with Scott and Jeff. We play free-to-play games. I guess you can listen to that if uh, you run out of stuff to uh, listen to on the first podcast. Tess and Elliot argue first. Budget Arcade if you have time, I guess. <laughs> They're not listening. Fuck those guys. <laughs> that, you know, wait, hold on. Whoops, I just knocked my uh, mic cable. Are they in the chat? let's see let's see if they're in chat right now if not then i'm sure i'll get an angry message later they are not yeah fuck those guys they're <laughs> fuck not those right. guys yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't need them <laughs> um what about all your social medias uh yeah i'm on instagram twitter elliot underscore argues um so it, we have a website budget arcade or yeah budget arcade.com for um Budget Arcade, Budget Arcade Instagram, Budget Arcade uh, Facebook. Um, so we're all there. So feel free to follow. I follow back. Awesome. Uh, Mr. Greenlee, what's coming up on your channel? I uh, am actually going to go for... I'm going to go back to Destiny 2 for most of my, my streams. Um, just because I am about three months behind on the season pass and I spent money on it and I would like to complete it before it ends. So if you like Destiny 2, come check me out. I like Destiny 2. <laughs> and I'm sure I'm sure I'll sprinkle some Apex in there as well. Yeah. Um so, but, uh social medias. Uh everything is Mr. Greenlee except for Instagram, which is TV Mr. Greenlee. I don't want to talk about it. Fight me. Um, and then, of course, I'm always live on Monday, Wednesday, Friday on Twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Green Elite. Nice. Uh, Padre. Hello. No, uh, I You can find me pretty much anywhere under Rev Spin, uh, but on social medias, you'll just have to add TV after it because some Norwegian priest, I think, took it from me. Um, up, coming up, though, I'm going to be actually testing out uh, a few indie titles. Um and we're going to be doing some, uh, some actually some YouTube content on these uh, little short five ten minute games. I'm going to be putting on my YouTube channel, which you can also find. That's actually just Rev Spin. Um, and then soon to come, I'll actually have a little uh, a little interview style podcast myself called Rev's Desk to Desk, um, which you can find on Spotify, Apple, and uh, Google Podcast. Thanks to oh, and was it Deezer? Thanks to Danny K for helping me through that process. Oh, no need to thank me. No need to thank me at all. I told you to click a button. <laughs> um, coming up on my channel, I think I'll be playing some Seven Days to Die with uh, Nine Baz. Um, there's probably a few other games that I'll probably be uh, checking out and, and doing some uh, uh, looking into. I tried Siege. It didn't really grab me. So probably not going to be 
uh, which I played with Joe Retro. I played Siege of Joe Retro last night, um, which was fun, but it didn't really grab me, so probably not going to be coming up. Uh, so, yeah, I'll probably play, be playing some Seven Days to Die, maybe start some Minecraft up again. Um, kind of getting the survival kick a little bit right now. Um, otherwise, guys, find me on Twitter at Danny K, D-A-N-I-E-C-A-E, as well as on Instagram, same name, D-A-N-I-E-C-A-E. Um, if anything else, guys, before I wrap up the show, You're so cute when you spell. <laughs> no? Thanks for having me on, guys. I had a blast. Oh yeah, yeah it's a lot of fun. It was uh, so. Real quick, guys. Um, to end the show, I want to thank everyone who joined us live here on Twitch. It means a lot to us that you guys are here. Which I want to say, uh, there's a lot of important things, including a democratic debate. Another one tonight. Um, so the fact that you guys are watching us and not that, uh, we greatly appreciate. Um, if you guys uh, want to find us, if you guys miss any part of the show and want to find us, you guys can find the VOD here on Twitch and on YouTube. Uh, you guys can also find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and basically everywhere else podcasts are found. Um, if you guys want to help support the show, if you like what we do, you guys can help support us in a few simple ways. Uh, first is to follow us on our individual Twitch channels. You can also help us out by giving us a rating and review on the platform of your choice. You guys can also tell your friends about us on social media or even face-to-face. Um, if you guys uh, want to find more value, go check him out on Budget Arcade and Tess and Elliot Argue. You can also find our past episode with Elliot uh, on the podcast feeds if you want more of him. Uh, otherwise, guys, have a wonderful rest of your week, and we will see you again next week. Bye. I love you. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what we do, give us a rating and a review on your favorite platform.